Yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome everyone to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bose. Unfortunately, Matty G cannot make it today. He's still on a bit of a studio hiatus, um, but we are very thrilled to have our guest today. Uh, she is, of course, an a indie alt rock singer. Uh, she's making some new waves in the musical industry and also a fellow Canadian, which we're super proud of. Uh, everybody would like to uh, introduce Dylan Gray. Dylan, thank you very much for joining us today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um, also, is your theme song available as a ringtone? Because it was <laughs> amazing. I would love that to come on or just like a morning alarm. I'd love to wake up to that. <laughs> I'm sure we could make that happen. Uh, you know, Maddie G did such a good job on that. I would love to. Uh, I'd love to share that out. I'm always pushing people uh, to listen to some of his uh, original music because he's actually quite a really funny guy. So uh, he's got. Uh, he's got, he actually goes under the name of Geyser. Uh, so you can see some of his stuff on Spotify. Or on, I think Spotify uh, definitely on SoundCloud. And uh, I think even if you go back into some of our older, um, we had a we had a, a, a an actual episode just on Matty G himself because he's actually quite an interesting character oh, and, so cool. uh, and a budding musician. So uh, I have to do some digging. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> but I, I, if that's something you'd like, I'm sure I can get you a, a track for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, I, you know, I'm really excited because, uh, as I was mentioning to you before, uh, before we launched, you know, I've really been listening to your music. It's absolutely fantastic, and uh, you have such an amazing and unique sound that. Um, you know, I, as I'm listening to each song, I'm trying to pull from like, I, and we're going to get into this a little farther into the show, but I, I keep trying to pull like, oh, was this maybe some inspiration or or maybe this artist? Because uh, you've got such, like I said, a unique sound, but a lot of the the artists that came to my mind were actually predominantly male singers, actually. So uh, it was very interesting. And it's not to say that you have a manly voice. <laughs> Clearly you don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but uh, just the sound itself and that stuff. It's so amazing. So uh, before we get going, uh, let's maybe talk about uh, some very interesting news that we've come across this past week. And uh, it has definitely been a doozy for this world. Uh, of course, uh, from overseas right down to Florida, uh, we don't, of course, have any um, any news from Canadian headlines. So I guess we haven't been doing too bad this year <laughs> or this week. But um, so the title of this one was uh, simply the Sperminator who clones or sorry, who's close to fathering 100 children says, don't focus on me. <laughs> so uh, it was a very interesting story. And this is actually a, uh, um, uh, a, a New York uh, college professor, actually, who has gotten this title. Uh, he is known to have uh, 80 children as of the time of the interview, uh, to which he has 12 more on the way. So he's very close to uh, to 100. Now, he is actually a sperm donor. So oh. he basically uh, is... Um, He's very popular amongst a lot of women, uh, in which case, because of he, he's actually quite a good looking guy. He is clearly an, a very intelligent man because he is a, a college professor. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, uh, you know, he is very willing and ready to help people. Now, it, it's, I mean, it's a very interesting article that kind of goes into, uh, they don't really say 
why he does this other than the fact that he really enjoys helping people. But mm-hmm. all I could see when I saw this article was, is this man just a chronic masturbator and getting paid for it? <laughs> or or is he is there some like kind of weird like thing that's going on out there in the way that he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rounding a hundred children. I- I'm. Yeah, no, this is definitely some like dark web stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's so odd that, uh, you know, not only are people just approaching him and, and I don't think he, he doesn't really turn people down. He's just like, yeah, this is, this is great. Now what happens as he's getting older and these children get a little older, then he suddenly has a hundred plus kids coming up to him saying, Hey, I think I'm your kid. Yeah. But also like, this is a total world domination plot. Like, who? <laughs> the whole population is going to be related to this guy and people are going to figure out that they've actually been like dating their brothers and sisters. Oh my God. I never thought of that. Just imagine. Oh my God. I need to follow this now. Like this is the whole. (laughs) It's just imagine another uh, 20 years from now, the speed dating, how, how that's going to turn out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right. And then suddenly the world is becoming a very close place. Now, the funniest thing out of all this is actually it brought up another article that he is not actually the record holder. There's a man out of the Netherlands who has fathered over 200 children. So so between two men alone, there's almost 300 related kids out there. We need to find these guys some new hobbies because yes. this is just <laughs> out of hand. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I, I really hope at some point that when he created this document and said, yes, I will help you get pregnant, that uh, that he's written off. There is no child support. <laughs> yeah. He is going to be the, the world's brokest man. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think a, a, a college professor's salary is all that heavy up here in Canada. Maybe down in the U.S. they get paid a lot more. Yeah, maybe. Wow. That's yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> now, the the follow up. Uh, so I so I've got a bit of and I, I'm going to be tracking this one because we always like to try to follow up on where this goes. And, and I can foresee that this one is definitely going to be popping up in the news again at some point down the road. So uh, I, I and I, I hope it's not for for the, the worst end of things. But <laughs> Uh, there was a, and I, to, to kind of turn things to the, the same page, but yeah, maybe a little ever so slightly. Um, there is a, uh, uh, a married couple actually out of India and, uh, their issue they've got right now actually is a man is seeking divorce after his wife's fear of cockroaches has driven them to move 18 times. What? <laughs> so like, have you ever had a phobia of, of something like be it a, Oh my gosh, spiders just are not a thing, not a thing that I can handle. I had my mom come down to my room the other day to remove a spider for me and (laughs) it's just, it's ridiculous, but wow, I would never dream of getting someone to move because I had a spider in my house. So, so that, I guess that's something that maybe people now to get, when they get together and they're starting to meet each other on the internet or something, or, or, you know, through family or friends or something, you got to start asking about phobias or fears. So what happened with this, uh, gentleman was, uh, of course he is a, um, uh, uh, an architect and, um, he had absolutely no knowledge of his wife's fear when they, of course, were dating or anything like that. So, um, they, of course, got married back in 2017, a uh, beautiful wedding, had absolutely zero problems. And then suddenly, one day, she walked into the kitchen and just screamed bloody murder. So he comes running in. She runs out and says, there's a cockroach in the kitchen. So 
you know, it, it's it's in India and it's a perfect um, environment with humidity and everything. So the cockroaches, are, of course, very popular down there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, he, I guess, didn't think too much of it and said, OK, well, I'll go take care of it. He took care of it. And the moment afterwards, she refused to go back into the kitchen ever again. He said, well, I took care of it. She's like, no, we need to move. So he was a little reluctant and said, okay. And, and they bought a new house and they up and moved everything and they moved on. Well, sure enough, wouldn't you know it, it happens again. And it got to a point that he eventually had to uh, take his wife to a psychologist to say, listen, there's got to be something we can do to fix this issue. Uh, she refused to take medication that was prescribed to him saying, listen, I'm not crazy. He's crazy that that he is okay with there being a cockroach in the house. Oh, gosh. So this kind of went back and forth for, for a few years into which he eventually just had to say after multiple counseling on multiple things like, no, I, I need a divorce. I can't keep moving. He finally, after the 18th move, put his foot down and said, no more. I'm sorry, man. 18? <laughs> like, how do you let it get that far? What is she doing for you that you stick around for 18 moves? 18 moves. I, my question is, why did it take 18? What was special about the 18th move that you said, yeah, no, nope, 18 what? is enough? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. My threshold here, 18. Right? Yeah. Apparently, he set that bar at 18 and then finally had to say, no, no more. Wow. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I wonder if he's going to join the crew of the sperm donors <laughs> <laughs> the, the sperm donor donor called it's got to be better than this <laughs> <laughs> right unless he has unless that guy ends up having a hundred uh, children that uh, that all fear cockroaches in which case he's in a lot of problems <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, he he eventually basically and and it was so funny that uh, I got to, I guess it got to the point where the his wife was saying um no he's actually just trying to say that I'm crazy and have me committed. And to which every person they went to said, there's nothing we can do for you here. <laughs> like, we, we can't. Yeah, like, it's no, this is just ridiculous now. So um, I don't know, I guess in a world where if you have a phobia or a fear or something, you need to help yourself uh, before you start counting on a lot of other people. So uh, and, and, you know, like, I, this is coming from a guy who had a spider actually crawl out of his ear once. No. Uh, I, I yeah, I know. <laughs> I I was uh, sleeping. I was camping, actually, in a, in a public place. And um, yeah. I woke up and I went out to one of their large open oh. camping bathrooms and, and I was splashing water in my face and I'll come two little legs and crawled out of my ear. And I'll tell you, you've never heard a man scream like a little girl in his life. <laughs> yeah um so there's a horrific little fact for you and i don't know if you've if you've ever seen a a show it's called um raising hope Uh, yeah yeah i have (laughs) have you seen the girl who wears a nylon over her head as she sleeps because she's so afraid of bugs crawling in her ears or spider crawling in her ears yeah, I, I actually contemplate that every night. I'm like, do I? It's genius. You know, it's genius. Yeah, I'm like, I could still breathe and and not worry about a bug ever crawling in my head again. So it, yeah, or eating them. You know, you what? You read those like uh, I don't even know those articles about how many bugs on average humans eat at night yes. and it's just stupid i never want to think about that but yeah the nylon would just keep that from ever happening right so. did you know that there's actually a certain allowance of maggots that are allowed to be in cream of mushroom soup oh my God, stop <laughs> there is for some and i'm like no. wait wait this happens enough that you actually are you have a percentage of allowance that you can put in cream of mushroom soup that is not 
I hope you're not a huge fan of cream of mushroom soup. I may have just ruined that for you. Oh my god! I used to be when I was a kid. I used to be. Oh my god, that was huge! Wow, <laughs> wow! I hope I survived that. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what they say, uh, you know, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So, oh, for yeah, sure, you yeah. You must have a, a wonderful uh, tolerance to maggots, I guess. Oh Lord. <laughs> Well, now that we've horrified you with that thought, uh, let's turn things to to a lighter note and talk about you and and uh, your fantastic music you've been putting out. Um, so, so what what got you? Uh, I mean, I, I think I did a little reading. Of course, I, we always do a little digging into people's pasts. Uh, nothing, of course, uh, scary or frightening came up. But uh, you came from a a very musical house. Is that uh, correct? Yes, I did. My father's a musician. Um, he was in a bunch of bands while I was growing up and, and was working on his own music, got us like playing when we were young. He'd always have a guitar around. The piano would always be like open to anyone to play. And mm-hmm. my parents loved playing music out loud in the car, in the house, outside. We were always singing, dancing, just, yeah, very Amazing. musical house. It was great. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun, uh, I, I mean, did you do the, like the, the traditional, like everybody around the piano for Christmas and singing and playing music and stuff? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Oh. My sister and I took um, piano lessons and I had to learn all the Christmas songs I possibly could. And we had these massive Christmas parties, you know, back when we could gather. Yeah. And, yeah, it was fantastic. Everyone would, yeah, chill around the piano and amazing eat and drink and yeah, be yeah. Here. But that that's see that that is that perfect uh, picturesque Christmas that I still I, I still am a big fan of. I think I, I hope at some point my family will get there. Um, but uh, I don't know. It might be a bit of a lost cause at this point because my kids, are, of course, buried into technology and <laughs> and 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 love that. And if they're watching anything that's Christmas related, it's either a movie and or something that's on YouTube. But uh, <laughs> you know. I do, I do find that, um, that to me is, is the huge thing about Christmas. You know, like I, I always imagine the family sitting around and singing Christmas carols and playing board games and, and having that unplugged in time over the Christmas holidays because it's such a, such a beautiful and, uh, I don't know if it's just like a bit of romanticism for the holidays or what it is, but I always have that perfect Rockwellian, uh, Christmas in mind every time every Christmas comes around. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, uh, I mean, a little bit different in the last couple of years with the pandemic that, you know, I've had to turn to online shopping and I don't really know how I feel about online Christmas shopping because you don't really get the same feel. If anything, it kind of kills that Christmas spirit. Like I know people hate going out to malls and bumping into each other when it comes to Christmas. Um, I don't know. I loved it. I, I, I know the employees want to kill the, the, the customers by the end of the day because they've listened to the same Christmas music like 15 billion times in the course of a shift. Uh, but to me, I'm just like, ah, this is great. I'm going to go and shop and yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, agree. I agree. Something special about it for sure. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. Um, so when you, so you started a course and, and, and uh, you were playing the piano, and I believe you also play the guitar. Yes, and- yeah, self-taught, so I don't, like, really, really play. But um, I've been taking online lessons through Fender Play, which has been really fun. Okay. Um, and I used to be a choir girl as well. Seven years, I was part of a youth choir. And, Very nice. Uh, yeah, left it around 14 years old. Okay. Yeah, I guess you always get to a point where you're just like, I don't I think I'm getting a little bit old to be doing this, right? But- <laughs> I don't think this is for me anymore. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah but i mean clearly it's paid off for you not only do you have the musical talent uh, you have such an amazing voice uh, very very unique uh and so as i was mentioning earlier like of course so now we're now let's get into the the beef of this so we're listening to uh of course some of your your major signals that have come out and um you know listen to the thunder is absolutely amazing oh, and you. and that is a moment where i'm so here's a perfect song where i'm listening and i'm thinking my God, you have such a smooth and powerful voice. Like it's never one of those things that, you know, you, you change and fluctuate in your voice so much, but it, it never cracks, never breaks. It always has this rich tone, which is amazing. And, um, and I couldn't help but think of like Bowie or something at the time. Oh, and, wow. and, and I'm just like, wow, like you have got such richness to your voice. Like it, it's amazing. So it uh, made me want to ask you, what were your major influences when you were, uh, of course, starting? Oh man, um, pretty much all the basic influences that like every artist says. Um, I'll start with Amy Winehouse. Um, okay. She yeah. was huge for me. And actually, oddly enough, the first time I listened to her, I asked my mom to turn her off. I was like, uh, can you put whatever it was, Kiss 925 back on? I want to yep. listen to some Miley Cyrus. She's awesome now, by the way, but that's um, <laughs> the point. Yep. Uh, I wanted to listen to my bubblegum pop stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, my mom flat out said, no, just give this a second. And she ended up being my mom, Amy Winehouse, ended up being one of my uh, greatest influences and probably greatest loves ever. Like I'm thoroughly obsessed with everything and anything that that she ended up putting out. Um, And same goes for Kurt Cobain as well. Um, Nirvana was whenever when I started listening to Nirvana, that was a huge turning point for me as well. Just like understanding that there were no boundaries to music. Um, Those two artists particularly just kind of drove that whole point home is like do whatever the hell you want to do yeah, <laughs> and the people yeah. who want to listen to it are going to find it um but like enjoy it and and just find your own voice so yeah for sure for sure and and it's actually really funny so that you bring up Kurt Cobain because when I was saying a male artist I mean I instantly thought of, of Kurt Cobain as well and uh and I think it was of all your songs there is a YouTube video of you playing in your garage uh which was uh dis- disappointment girl i think yeah yeah such an amazing <laughs> song and and i'm thinking wait a minute how come this one isn't on spotify and how come this one isn't out yet because it is so good and that you mix in a little bit of heart-shaped box into that and <laughs> oh my god it blew my mind yeah i was just like i was like okay well this is gonna go on the playlist now <laughs> oh my gosh thank you yeah no yeah. that one's coming soon it was actually released a while ago and then i took it down so that we could re-release it i guess um but thank you. That yeah, that was one of the first songs that I wrote with um, a producer that I was working with a while ago, um, and that was actually kind of my turning point song, if you will. I was writing this like indie pop stuff to kind of fit in with what I thought I needed to fit in with, and this producer I was working with just ripped this sound out of me and was like, "You need to stop trying to please everyone. You need to write what you want to write." go listen to metric like Emily Haynes, listen to rage against the machine. Uh, you know, like Bruce Springsteen, you too, just listen to anyone and everything that you can. And, uh, so I did and, and disappointment girl came out. Um, and so that was kind of cool. And then it's kind of just been snowballing from there. Wow. And, and it's such an amazing song. And, and I don't, I'm not sure how I came across it. It was, it was very weird because it's not when you, when you kind of search up a lot about you, it doesn't come up. And, uh, I think it was an old YouTube file that maybe I found, but not only is it just like a, a very fun video, but watching how I uh, almost excited you were to play it 
and and uh, how comfortable you were at the keyboard while recording it. Because a lot of people, when they get to play and they got these videos and stuff, you can tell they're not super comfortable at first. And and here you were just like it was almost like you could be sitting at a stage performance. Like you were so comfortable sitting and playing that song. And it is an amazing song. And and I was just one of those things like, how can I get this and post this up on our channel because it is so good it is so good and and it I'm, i can't wait for it to come out because it will definitely be uh you know like i said uh it'll be permanently on the playlist because it is so amazing so it's, oh uh, thank you so much i'm so thrilled to hear that that's awesome yeah so have you come across any uh kind of stumbling blocks uh, getting into the business i guess so many um <laughs> well, and i'm always i'm always interested because you know i find you know we talk to a lot of male uh, vocalists and and then female vocalists and and i hate to say it but you know as much as things have come a long way uh things are still very male dominant and very in and, and so many areas so i'm curious from from your point of view you know how are you coming across and what, what kind of roadblocks do you come across yeah absolutely um yeah, it is a shame that it's still kind of the reality of the industry. Um, I can say now um, I'm kind of in this place where I've been the most uh, in control of my career, if you will. Um, and prior to that, so I guess I've been doing this professionally, seriously, however you want to call it for five, six years now. Okay. Um, I came across a lot of just absolute douchebags. Like they just, and they're all white old men. Like, mm -hmm. and that's just what it like. It was so funny for me to be like a little 14 year old or whatever I was, I think I was 15. And, uh, you know, I was just so in awe of, um, people that I was working with and people that I was meeting, I was going to conferences to network and all this stuff and was just so utterly disappointed with everyone that I ended up meeting. Um, I was at CMW once Canadian music week and I don't even know what possessed me, but I was like, I'm going to walk straight up to this record rep and um, just ask him what I can possibly do to get his attention like an artist like me a nobody a nobody that no one knows how can like what can i do i'm not asking for your business card now i'm not asking for anything from you i just just give me like a tip yeah for sure <laughs> like, looking for engagement are you looking for a good song what is it and he flat out looked at me laughed and said sweetie you chose the wrong person to talk to today and like walked away and I was astounded. Wow. I was astounded. I was this little baby just trying to do my thing. And like, I'm a very socially awkward person. I'm very anxious in social settings. And mm -hmm. it's weird because that's like, put me in front of a piano in front of a crowd. I'm fine. But all goes away. Yeah. Talking with people, networking, not, not happening. And so it was a huge deal for me. And for that to happen was just such a smack in the face. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a taste of what it's actually like. Like, no one gives a shit about you, yeah. um, especially if you're a little girl. And um, a few people I worked with as well, like, just thinking about it um, more recently, actually, I was, it, it, the relationship was so condescending and so, uh, I don't even know, just toxic in so many ways, man. Like, people were commenting on what I was wearing when I walked into the studio to, like, record a song. No one's filming anything. I'm not doing any kind of, like, content. He's like, you don't look like 
an alt rock alt rock artist. I'm like, wow. what the fuck does that mean? What do you mean I don't look like an alt rock? I'm not trying to be anything. Like I just look like Dylan. Like yeah. I just I used to wear this. How does that have to do with anything exactly that I'm doing in the studio? And it would be kind of you know I'd sit down and and ask people if we could try something with the mix, and they'd look at me and be like, "Are you?" are you good? Like, are you okay? You don't tell us what to do. This is our job. Like you're just here to sing the songs. So long freaking story to say there's so much misogyny happening. Like women are uh, literally just seen as like a piece of ass for the most part. And like just the vehicle for whatever trash people are trying to get them to do, to sing, to dance to, to whatever. And it's really unfortunate because a lot of women's voices are being, um, I just aren't being heard. Like there's so many incredible artists out there that are just stuck with the wrong team or I I don't even know, like people who just have who own them pretty much and they can't escape that. And it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. It really is. And you know, I find it very interesting because if you really look back at the history of music and you look at back into the eighties and you see a lot of those eighties, you know, quote unquote rock stars, uh, look at Rod Stewart. This man is not a good looking man. And yet he was vastly popular. Women loved him. Uh, you know, uh, there was, it, it was never about looks. It was about talent. It was about the voice. It was about what you could do. And maybe that was because nowadays with the music industry, people are looking at the video sales. They're looking at images and they're looking at all these different things. And it's ridiculous that you get judged on what you're wearing or looks. I mean, I would have said, turned around and said, Oh, I'm sorry. Was this Rolling Stone magazine that I walked into? Like, is this Vogue? Like, it shouldn't matter what I'm wearing. It, it, I am the talent, you know, it's a, and if just close your eyes for a second. And, and, uh, and again, if you listen to, if I were to close or even if, if our, our listeners were to close their eyes or not actually watch the, the live video and just go back and listen to the playback or listen to your songs, um, the, your sound and your image are two completely different things. And, and it's a, and it's very interesting because, um, like I said, you have this very unique sound, but your sound, it, it's, it reminds me of like, if you looked at, um, uh, old, uh, R&B or, or jazz singers from like the forties, fifties, you've got like, like I said, such a rich tone voice that actually doesn't happen with a lot of artists nowadays. Uh, and then unfortunately with the, in the years of auto tuning and stuff like that, um, that natural talent and that natural grace of a good voice is actually lost. Mm-hmm. And, and you have that. And, and it's not to say that it shouldn't matter what you're wearing because I mean, turn around and look at Billie Eilish. I mean, this woman kind of walked on the scene in a potato sack and, and, <laughs> you know, like, and no. nobody, se- yeah, nobody seemed to have a problem with that. Um, and, 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 you know, and it's another thing just listening to your song. And again, with, uh, Disappointment Girl, I, I mean, I could close my eyes and almost imagine this should belong on if they were to do a gender reverse of, of, um, James Bond. This oh, would be God, a perfect James Bond song like that intro opening intro with the artistic splash and all these different things they do add a little bit of brass into that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this could be the next Bond song. So I uh, so and again, I really I really urge everybody to go and try to find this video or I'm going to try to capture it somehow and put <laughs> this up on our site because it is just breathtaking. And and uh, you have so much um, power and feelings behind it that it's just it's really nice and it's so relatable to so many people as well thank uh, you so, so much very very cool um 
So when you, of course, got into this business, clearly you're young and you're hitting all these people who are unfortunately not very helpful. And and unfortunately, that is the industry, right? Like for anybody who's starting who has questions, I mean, you can try to get as much by listening to interviews and listening to stuff that's online, but that's not really where you get it. You get it with your feet on the ground. And here you've got the guts to walk up to some producers and they just kind of shove you down. And and the fact that you get up and you still persevere and you're still putting out what you do, it's just absolutely amazing. And I, I mean, it would it would crush other people like it would be almost like a game changer or a showstopper for people to just be shoved down on that first uh, you know, major interaction with people. So uh, yeah. very good for you uh, to keep pressuring through not to let that down. And, uh, and, and again, um, I, I don't really necessarily know if if Canada maybe is the best place when it comes to music production, because people see us as being a little bit behind mm-hmm. American, right? This isn't Nashville. This isn't where all the major people go and record and push out. So it's not the easiest um, kind of uh, first opportunity for you to jump in. It's not, it, it, I mean, if I personally think if you can slug your way through Canada and get your way up in the charts, then the U.S. is no problem for an artist. <laughs> yeah, like, you're good to go. Right? It, it's, it's like I look at uh, Canadian football players, right? Our fields are so much larger. So when they go down to the U.S., that's why they become such big stars because this is nothing. This is a walk in the park, <laughs> <laughs> right? Same for the music industry. Yeah, so, it is. So, um, I, and I really hope that, uh, you know, finding the right, um, the right influences, uh, of course, is, is really tough. And, um, now mm-hmm. I've, I have noticed, uh, by doing a little of Facebook creeping on you, uh, you are, of course, a fan of, uh, Biff Naked and following her some of the stuff. And we've had Biff on the show and actually we just had Ferdy Bell in, uh, on the show, uh, last week, uh, of course, is her, who is her bass player. Amazing. And, um, she is such an amazing person, such a wonderful personality. Uh, but I really feel like there needs to be more artists like her that are just willing to talk to other people, show that, you know, this doesn't need to be a male dominated society when it comes to the music industry. Cause let's be honest, um, male singers are, are like a dime a dozen and, and, and the talent is, is getting really thinned out. Mm-hmm. when it comes to it so uh you know you're really starting with something that is is a new and you've got a, a new sound and that is you. you know you're not like everybody else you know you don't have that Thank same you. sound of thing and and it's very apparent for someone who of course like i you know as i'm driving i listen to a lot of music and uh you know i'm finding it harder and harder to find original music that i can actually really enjoy and, um, and, you know, of course, then you've got a lot of other artists that are just mixing old 80s tracks and bringing it in and starting new music. And don't get me wrong, 80s was amazing music. You know, I lived through that era and I thought it was fantastic. But now they're turning it and making it to something that it wasn't. And I don't really know if I, I like it. So, you know. yeah, no, I can agree. It's kind of, you know, let the good things stay good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something else like exactly so so uh you know creating uh new and original stuff is is very hard and so and of course not not to bring up bad things but if you go in and look at um your your videos and your music and of course they sound so good i was appalled to find that there was a consistent two thumbs down i was like you've got two haters you have two haters out there no I mean, I want everybody to go out and blast a whole bunch of thumbs up because this is ridiculous that there is clearly two people out there that 
have a hate on you for absolutely no reason because because it's got to be jealousy or something they've got to be people who say they're friends or there's someone from from past school or something that are trying to get back at you and 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 ruin things and uh, i was you know what like i'll take it at the end of the day it's engagement so i I think it was a howard stern quote or something i'm not i'm just gonna paraphrase because i clearly don't know what i'm talking about um but he pretty much said you know i don't even know like 80% 80% of the engagement that I end up getting is from people that hate my show. Like 80% of people yes. who hate my show watch it longer than the people who actually enjoy it. So yes. like, yeah, I'll take as many haters That's as I right. can. You guys they, are couldn't, funny. <laughs> they couldn't wait to see what he had to say next, right? So it's like the people yeah. who love it can't wait to hear what you have to say next, but the people who hate you can't wait to hear what you're going to say next. Exactly. So, and it's so, true. Yeah, give me a thumbs down and show all your friends my video so they can then show all of their friends and That's talk right. about how much they hate it. Like, That's right. Cool, man. Yeah. You know what? I mean, a view is a view, I guess. Uh, and, you know, you have the right pos- uh, you know, the right positive outlook. It's just like you can't please everybody all the time. Uh, it's unfortunate because, like I said, the music is fantastic. And, and you really it should have been all thumbs up. I, I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, it bothered me, I guess. I guess I'm looking at this. I'm like. What are you insane? How did, how did you give this song a, a thumbs down? <laughs> so, uh, thanks. It keeps yeah. you humble, right? Like, yeah. everyone's gonna like your stuff, and ultimately, you have to be doing this for you. Like, even just going back to those those men, and I mean women as well, who didn't give me the time of day. Like, mm. you're gonna come across that in whatever it is that you do, and if you let that stuff get you down, like you have bigger problems ahead of you. Um, so don't like just. Yeah. Shout it out. I'm actually, shameless plug, releasing a, a single in two days on Saturday. Amazing. And it's called Daddy's Love. And it's pretty much all about um, people who project their um, bullshit onto you okay. and kind of keep you from reaching your full potential because they have something that happened to them in the past or whatever the hell that's uh-huh. making them resent you for some reason. And yeah. just having to block that out and move past it and do your thing. And so I call out someone's daddy issues in this song and it makes me feel like a badass. And I hope that it makes a bunch of other people feel like a badass too. Amazing. It's like, yeah, screw you. I'm going to yeah. do what I'm going to do. Thanks. Exactly. So it's good. You, you have taken some advice. You're going to do what you do. You know, you took that producer's <laughs> advice and it's good, right? Um, because in the end, uh, you have to sing what would not only kind of inspires you, but, uh, and, and that's really where, where a lot of this love you know, of music, right? I mean, you're, you're creating something that reaches other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have inspired you. It means something to you, but you are one of many who feel the same way about something. And, uh, and it sounds like it'll be really good. I, I did see a, uh, I think I saw a photograph for it. So I was going to bring it up. So it's very good that you, you mentioned it. So uh, I look forward to that. And uh, of course, when that comes out, we'll make sure we put that up for people to listen to. Thank you. Um, yeah. When, um, so starting off, do you feel like, uh, just to go back and revisit like that, mm-hmm. that interaction when you were young, do you feel like originally people weren't giving you also, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, credit or comeuppance because the fact that you were young, like, I mean, what in, at what point in this industry do, do people look at you say, no, you're too young. Oh, but wait, now you're a year older. You're too old. Right. Yeah. There's no sweet spot. Like there really isn't so long as you, um, don't allow people to mold you into whatever they want you to be. You're mm. going to be the wrong fit every single time. Like um, you need to make sure that you find the right team, the right people who are going to get you in front of the right team, the right people to kind of keep things progressing. Um, but yeah, I came into this when I was 15, 16 and um, 
it just, yeah, no one took me seriously. They're like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. I've been in this industry for years and years and years. You need to do this, this, this. And I'm like, but I don't want to. And they're like, oh, well, you can't not do that. This is, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. Like, but, but why? Yeah, exactly. Like, why can't we evolve from that? Um, so yeah, it's really hard. And I'm 21 now and I feel like I'm on the brink of like being too old for this industry. I'm not stopping anytime soon. Um, but it's definitely like a weird feeling like, oh, wow, I don't think labels are really going to care about me in a couple years. What does that mean for me and the team? It just yeah. means we're going to have to do it independently for as long as we can and yeah. hope that people find it organically. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it's hard to say what the answer, right? I mean, look at someone like uh, Tones and I from, I mean, she's, she was a street musician, street musician for so long before someone actually found her, loved her sound and wrote her. So I don't know if, and, I mean, I know when you're struggling and you're, you're grinding through the, the sludge, as they say, and trying to, to get that name made out. Um, but you know, it, it just takes that moment where you cross the right person at the right time. And, and some of it is luck. Some of it's a little bit of magic, I guess. Uh, but you know, you really can't give up that 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 dream because it, it's something that uh, clearly you love based from your music yeah. and uh and i definitely feel like you you know you're gonna go somewhere with it and and uh it, it's it's hard to say because it's true there's a lot of artists that didn't actually make it big until they were much older and and it's hard to say did they just come out of the kitchen singing one day and someone hey that sounds great or have they been doing it since they were a child you know um it's not it's not to say that it actually is is better either way i mean look at people uh, that were child singers that ended up having a really hard life growing up because they were just too young for the industry. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then, then there's other people who are older who look back and say, well, why didn't you start doing this younger? It's like, well, I tried, but someone didn't see me. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't like I wasn't there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, you, you got to keep sharing, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, we're more than happy to share it as well because I really believe that you got some, some great sounds and I look forward to, to watching your career and seeing where things go with it. And, uh, Thank you so I think much. it's absolutely amazing. So uh, I do have a uh, a second little part here. Uh, I want to uh, bring up what we call our uh, our rapid or our slightly <laughs> slightly f- uh, slower than average rapid fire questions. Love it. I got a few questions for you just uh, for our listeners to get to, to know you a little bit better as a person. So okay. uh, and they're not um, something that's obviously uh, too uh, intense. But if you're not 100% sure of the answer, you could just say pass or that you're uh, you, you, you want to move on to something else. So. <laughs> okay. Got it. I'm ready. Rapid fire questions. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, um, what is your earliest childhood memory? Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, really cool, and it is music-related. Well, I think it's really cool. People are going to go, wow, that was the story. Um, (laughs) So I don't know what uh, trip I was on with my parents, but we had this road trip, and... um, ended up at a hotel, staying at a hotel. And I was sitting on the hotel bed and my dad was sitting in front of me and he was serenading me with his guitar. And I just remember being so mesmerized by whatever the heck was going on in front of me. Like, I don't actually think I understood what the music was, Uh but I felt that for the first time. I think it was the first time that like, that I actually felt music and it's a feeling that i've been trying to carry with me 
the whole way through like my process with writing and just musical career in general. And so that's a really cool memory of mine just because it's been something with me since, since it happened pretty much. Um, But whenever I get that feeling, it brings me back to, to my dad playing music to me on that hotel bed. That's amazing. I love that. All right. Um, Okay. If you could, um, what made up word would you register into the English language? I don't even <laughs> <laughs> like if you ever like if you ever like bumped your elbow and instead of swearing you just created something and you're just like yeah that's what I'm gonna go <laughs> you know, like oh my god um okay I haven't because I'm not that creative but um I was in the kitchen once with my dad and my sister and my dad was telling us about how we shouldn't swear when things happen and how we should come up with words instead of uh, swear words yeah. And my sister and I are like, hey, yeah, whatever, dad, who cares? And he's like, no, really, like if something bad happens, if you stub your toe, if you burn yourself, like it makes something up, just like scream something random like Shafaznak. And my sister and I were both like, he's fucking lost it. Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Not two minutes later, my dad's making dinner for us and he's pouring spaghetti into a strainer in the sink, burns yeah. himself with boiling hot water and is like, ah, shit. and i couldn't believe that that actually happened so if i could shafaznak would be um part of the english language yeah that's good i actually like that because you know with the the way that the media is with people and and all of a sudden you hit it big and all of a sudden like you might accidentally swear out in front of a bunch of children shafaznak at least would be really good right they can't be like we don't know what she was talking about but at least she didn't swear in front of the kids Exactly. And it's like a mix of all the swear words, right? Like yeah. you just get everything in there. So <laughs> that's really, you're winning. You're winning that's, all day. Yep. That's a great blend. I like that. Um, all right. So what is the scariest dream you've ever had? Oh God, recently, this is horrible. Um, only for me, I have a really oh, bad fear of the dentist. Like I just hate. Ooh, yeah, me too. I have to do with touching my teeth. Like just don't, don't, yeah. don't play in my mouth, please. Thank you. Um, lately, I've been having nightmares of my dream of my teeth falling out, um, but in like the grossest ways. Like it'll be like pieces of them start coming out, and I don't yes. notice until I don't even know. Like my tongue is through the hole in my like it's disgusting. Wow. So that teeth I've had those too. I have that exact same dream. It used to be reoccurring. I'd look in the mirror and it'd be like, oh, what's going on? And like the tooth would fall out or piece or it would peel off in layers. And and it's like in in my mind, I almost feel like the ache of the nerves. And oh, my God, it's the worst, the worst dream ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, know what the hell is going on, but I don't know. I wake up. I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they're still there. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay. Uh, what makes you happiest? Music, for Music. sure. Good. Yeah. No, you're definitely in the right business then. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good thing you didn't say playing video games. I mean, you may have been in the wrong industry. (laughs) Uh, What foreign language would you like to learn? Uh, German. Okay. Yeah, German's cool. I uh, studied Spanish through high school and uh, a couple years of university. I'm still in university. Um, And my dad is Italian, so I've been trying to like, pick up some of that but i'd love to add german into that mix That's very cool excellent yeah. Yeah. Pays to, all european yeah it pays to be multilingual right i mean especially if you're gonna be i mean if you can start turning your songs into different languages yourself that'd be even better 
Oh, absolutely. Even just to communicate with fans in other countries is just so cool. Yeah, yeah. Or at least have to find the bathroom. That's my main thing. I'm, I'm worried I'll get stuck in another country and I can't find a bathroom. Oh, so. my God. Okay, I went to China when I was a kid. Sorry, I'm probably going over time with this. Um, but we went to China as a family uh, vacation. And mm-hmm. we were at this massage parlor and my dad was the only one who spoke mandarin like the man is insane he learns languages before we go to countries so he speaks like virtually fluent mandarin and (laughs) he goes to the bathroom and he's like okay girls if you need to go to the bathroom this is what you say and my mom was with us and we're all like okay yeah yeah whatever dad cool 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 he's in the bathroom and we're all like oh my god we should definitely go to the bathroom before we get our massages and um we completely forgot because we weren't really paying attention to him when he told us what it was. So my yeah. mom starts acting out a bunch of stuff. We go to this poor woman, like this oh poor woman not deserve it. But we're like the bathroom. And I don't know why people like tourists think that speaking English with a wider mouth makes it make more sense. <laughs> Um, but we were doing that. My sister and I are like the bathroom and my mom is like making, I don't even know. Like She's squatting like, down. <laughs> water ranga. The water ranga. And we're like, I'm sorry. That's the second word I'd like to make. Uh, part of the English language is water ranga. Like what that is or where she got that from. But yeah, that was my funny bathroom story. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, water ranga. The crazy mom version of going to the bathroom in a foreign country. That'd be a good definition. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, oh, if you could go to any decade in time, what would be the one you'd like to live through? The nineties. Okay, I'd say the nineties. Like, I just because I'm I'm mad that I didn't that I yeah. I mean, answers the question again. I'm mad that I wasn't born a few years earlier so that I could live the nineties. Like, I was ninety nine, the cutoff. And yeah. I didn't really get to experience it all that much. But okay. um, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be cool. Mostly because Nirvana. But Best for rock and roll, right? Through yeah. the 90s. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Brunch. I would love to like, yeah, just experience that energy. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I often look back and think, my God, I wish I had the opportunity to go see like a, a Nirvana concert live, you know, oh. before anything, before, before it tragically broke apart. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it would have been definitely a game changer. So for all those people out there who did get to, uh, I, I do envy them. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what was the first movie that made you cry? Uh, probably Titanic. Like, okay. Like, movie i probably cried at some cartoon that i was watching when i was a kid oh you know what maybe high school musical when okay. like uh the two i don't even remember the plot of the movie anymore but that teenage me or tween me totally emotionally broken by that movie <laughs> okay <laughs> um all right oh okay this one's a, a newer uh, question of course maddie added to the list and this one's always fun uh toilet paper flap inside or outside oh <gasps> outside all right okay yeah, yeah that, that's always kind of like the big fight right should it should it go over the top or under the bottom yeah uh, like ugh. no how do we yeah no wait okay other way right um upside, <laughs> upside down <laughs> i want it coming from the bottom so the bottom yes inside. yep so so <laughs> when you when you go to roll it you just have to bat the top and it all rolls up exactly 100 percent. i don't understand why people do it the other way it doesn't i mean does it roll better for you i don't know i feel like at this point gravity's working for you but you should always make it think about to roll it up coming the way up yeah no yeah. exactly that's yeah 
Exactly. And from someone who had a cat that loved to bat the toilet paper roll, if you flip it that it goes over, then you've just got a pile of toilet paper on the water on the floor. Yeah. So, no, you're screwed. You're yeah, screwed. Exactly. So good, good. <laughs> there's there's an argument. Fu- future future partners can never have to argue because they know now which way you like it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Right? If the simple right, things in life. You know That's where right. I am here. <laughs> exactly. Uh oh, do you believe in aliens? Um, no, but I watched a Joe Rogan or listened to Joe Rogan and Elon Musk talk about it. And Elon Musk definitely has me leaning more toward the alien side of things. He is a very persuasive man, um, as we see with his stocks um, (laughs) most of the time. But yeah, because of Elon Musk, yeah, aliens could be real. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a hometown boy. He came from, he went to Queens university in our area. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, um, are you left-handed or right-handed? I am a lefty. Hey, Southpaw. Look at that. There's, there's, they always say people with left hand that are left-handed are more creative. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. You know, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to object to that. Right. It's just, it's difficult when you try to find a good pair of scissors. That's all you have to almost learn to cut right-handed. Yeah, 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 pretty much everything. Yeah, becomes a bit of a chore. Even writing, like you end up smudging everything. Oh my god! Do you remember erasable pens? Those were amazing. Oh, they were great for people who were right-handed. For left-handed, <laughs> I get home. I I was the type of person who would write looking at the board, and then I would look down, and like forty-five minutes later, it was all in the back of my hand, and and I I was just like, well, crap. So, like, I wish I could read what I have on here. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, you'd have to take a pencil and try to etch over the top to see if you can try to pull some of that off the off the paper. Yeah, uh, oh I, I felt like I got completely hosed on the erasable pen idea. <laughs> so. Oh God. So. Uh, oh, what gets on your nerves? Oh my gosh, um, a lot. Unfortunately, I'm a very irritable person. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, chewing w- with your mouth open is a thing that I just can't, I just can't handle that. Um, yeah. uh, leaving lights on in okay. rooms bothers yeah. me so much. Um, when you get out of the shower and you leave wet all over the floor, what is oh that? My God. Yeah. Put a towel it. down. <laughs> yeah. Put a towel down. Just like walk it around the bathroom. Like I don't understand right. how hard that is. Um, yeah, I had a friend who like broke a sink because she was running around and left a bunch of water on the floor of this place that we were staying at, and she went straight through the sink with her oh, foot. Oh wow! She slipped. So don't do that, people. No, clean up after yourselves. Yeah, courtesy. I mean, it, what's worse to the person who follows after you come out of the shower and they've got socks on, they walk in to use the bathroom, and then your socks are soaked. That's oh, what bothers God. me. Horrible. My God. What yeah. sucks. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I keep trying to get my kids to wipe up the floor afterwards, and I don't even know how. Like, we've got mats down. How is there water around the mats? <laughs> it, it doesn't It doesn't make sense. It drives me insane. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. That's right. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on here? Um, yeah, actually, it was really funny. I, I think uh, my youngest was in the shower, and uh, I remember walking in, because I always wanted how water collected on the ceiling and she's sitting there with the shower like pointing up and she's watching it come oh. down and i was like oh that's that's how it happened <laughs> okay yeah. i got an answer <laughs> yeah, exactly um oh what was the last time you just did something for yourself um I, mm-hmm. probably beginning of last month 
I took some time off work, which was nice. Um, okay. I work for a not-for-profit organization. So I actually have like a nine to five as well as my musical stuff. Wow. Um, so yeah, I took the week off and moved into a new apartment and just kind of settled in. Yeah. Very nice. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the same, I guess, as like, oh, I'm going to go and buy myself something, which I guess you can't really do that much unless you're on Amazon nowadays. So it's, uh, yeah. But you know what? Moving into a new place, that's always good too. So yeah. <laughs> a little bit of your own private space. Uh, are iPhone or Android? I'm an iPhone girl. You know what? I I fought it for a long time. I I had an iPhone. I hated the fact that everything was so constrained. I hate the fact that I had to keep plugging it in to sync to my computer. Now they fixed that with the cloud. You don't have to worry about it. So I actually feel like Apple's come a long way. So I'm I'm now a a very big uh, iPhone advocate, whereas it used to be all Android. So, Uh, but that was my tech side of me. I was always like, open source, open source. You could do anything. Look, you don't have to pay for things. You just load it onto your phone. (laughs) Yeah, not that I wasn't doing anything illegal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. what free yeah uh it all depends on how you put it together um okay uh oh what do you do when you can't fall asleep um i actually write i'll i'll write um sometimes i get up and i'll make like a cup of tea and sit on my couch and play guitar until i get tired um normally i'll pop a melatonin or two if i just really cannot get there um but yeah that's pretty much it cool just grab a turkey sandwich and (laughs) put you asleep for some reason yeah i don't know we always had a a family joke that uh thing about thanksgiving is you know you ate just enough turkey till you got sleepy then you would sleep just enough until you got hungry again and that's how how the holidays were spent in my family so yeah i love it yeah it's just a cycle yeah (laughs) exactly uh what's the best thing you've ever eaten oh man um I don't know, probably something in Italy. Uh, we went to Italy a little while, while back and the pizza there is ridiculous. Um, honestly, everything there is ridiculous. Like that sounded so stupid. Yeah, I went to Italy to eat the pizza. pizza. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, like I don't even know, some kind of Italian dish for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm part Italian, so I'm biased, but. That's fair, yeah. right. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. There's, I'm not a huge pasta fan, but I'll tell you, if someone makes homemade, like fresh pasta, my God, that's amazing. Like there, there's nothing better than fresh pasta dish or, or, and I'm, I'm also a bit of a pizza freak. I don't know. I, I, I feel like if that was the one last meal on planet, it would either be like pizza or tacos. I don't know. <laughs> so That's solid. Yeah, yeah for sure. exactly. And it's really funny, you know, that it, it, about, you know, the, the whole stigma of, you know, Italy and pizza when they're not even the people who invented pizza yet. It, they, they've come a long way and they're doing a great job of it, I guess. So. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Keep up the good work. Right. I'll yeah. Laugh. We'll just run with that popularity. That's all good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll it. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, have you ever had a crush on a TV slash movie, like fictional character? Okay. Yeah. This sounds really stupid. Um, the Lion King, Simba's. So, no, it wasn't Simba's son. Simba had a daughter. Um, yeah. Scar's son, Kovu, okay. was it for me when I was a kid. Um, also, Aladdin. Okay, yeah. Good yes. old Disney's, yeah. Disney really gets you, right? They really tug on your strings and make you feel like, I want to live a Disney life. Yeah, also, distorted. Weird that I was in love with a lion. But <laughs> whatever, we can pretend that that's not disturbing. That that's okay. My my youngest wants to marry our dog for some reason, so oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the last question I have for you is: uh, What's the favorite podcast you've been on in the last twelve hours? 
Um, this one, the <laughs> awesome podcast. Right. <laughs> that theme song, I'm sold. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I love it when that we can get you right off the hook, right? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, I'm, yeah, that's it. Best. The so best. Good. Everyone Excellent. must listen. <laughs> well, before we uh, let you go, uh, do you have, of course, you were saying you work for a nonprofit. Would you like to, to pro- plug any social media and or charities maybe that you're passionate about? Ooh, yeah. Um, if there's anyone listening who has uh, kids that are looking to learn how to code, um, you should check out Kids Code Jeunesse. That's J-E-U-N-E-S-S-E, youth in French, if you want to just Google Translate that. Um, but yeah, we're a not-for-profit organization looking to teach kids how to code and get them skilled for their bright futures ahead. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking for my youngest, that might be a good thing. I've, I keep seeing this teach your kids to code. And I think, you know, when I, I went into the IT uh, industry, actually, for after being a graphic artist for years and years and years. And um, when I went to retrain, I thought it was very interesting because there was kids coming out of high school with more coding knowledge than I had. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? I mean, I was never taught that. I was lucky we even had a computer when I was in school. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, we're working to try to make that more accessible across the board just because there are so many schools as well, high schools, elementary schools that don't have access to that tech um, mm-hmm. or programming for that matter. So, um, yeah, we're trying to bridge that gap and get more kids skilled up. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Plus, you know, in this day and age, I mean, if you're having problems finding friends, at least you could make one. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. There you go. Like you're set for life. (laughs) (laughs) Until Skynet takes over. So yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or at least you'll have the knowledge to shut them down. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Uh, What about social media? Can anybody pay a find you on your social medias or what they should look for? Yes, absolutely. Uh, It is at Dylan Gray. I am most active on Instagram. So at Dylan Gray Instagram, I am Dylan Gray on Twitter. Um, and then it's Dell and Gray for Facebook. So you can right find me there. I will soon have merch available on my website as well. If anyone's liking the music and wants to rep a shirt, um, yeah. that's dellandgrayofficial.com. Very cool. We'll make sure that uh, for our listeners on the road who haven't had a chance to listen to this live uh, cast, that we will uh, put a wonderful picture of Dylan up on our website under our guest section, as well as uh, a slot to all her social medias and her website, which I'm sure will be up by the time this releases. And uh, if you want to reach out, I highly recommend that you listen to her music. And uh, clearly, the merch will be all really cool, too. So uh, definitely reach out to her, pick something up and uh, let her know that your friends from the Freaking Awesome podcast sent you. Yay. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you. And I really appreciate you being on the show. And uh, we'd love to circle back around with you uh, after the summer. I uh, hopefully think that, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm positive that COVID's going to let up. Things are going to get back and you're going to be back out and, and doing shows in no time. So, uh, you know, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So and of course, if you're ever coming down to the Kingston area for a show, you have to let us know. We'll make sure that uh, we take you around and show you all the coolest places. Yes, absolutely. That would be amazing. For sure. Excellent. Well, thank you very much again. I hope you've had a wonderful time. We definitely have. And I say we because I'm used to speaking for Maddie and myself. Uh, But uh, definitely, I I can imagine our listeners are. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. This is awesome. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, have yourself a wonderful evening. You as well. Take care. Take care. (laughs) Bye. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>